Welcome to Her Fantasy Football Super Bowl Wrap-Up Show. We will be covering our feelings of the game and go in-depth on the NFL coaching changes and the NFL news. Your fantasy season may be over, but football never ends, people. It's a year-long sport now. Make sure to connect with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. All right. We have some very exciting news. Starting this week, we are now part of the Fantasy Sports Network on Blog Talk Radio. Yay! Yes. This is very exciting. This is awesome. But there will be some minor changes. As always, you can find us on iTunes. But if you subscribe to us on Stitcher or SoundCloud, you will no longer be able to hear our shows. We will be back on both Stitcher and a SoundCloud. But for now, go to iTunes or Blog Talk Radio forward slash her fantasy football to subscribe to our show. Also head over to herfantasyfootball.com to get on our mailing list so you can keep up with the three of us this off season. Sorry for the hassle, you guys, but I promise it'll all be worth it. Let's get into Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. The what big a game. game. What a game. The New England Patriots came out with the wind last Sunday. Congratulations to the Patriots Nation. It's a it's a good one. It was a good one. Very entertaining. Yeah, definitely filled my balls. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I thought Courtney said, came out with the wind. And I'm like, is this a reference to Deflate Gate, Courtney? (laughs) Because I like it. I like it. (laughs) Oh, man. Brady's like shallow passes to the ground. Just like, you know, so good. There was definitely a couple there. Everybody was thinking in their heads, you know, like. Mm, if only those balls had been deflated just, just a little one bit more. more. Point. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Even funny. my Patriots fan, when he he threw a couple of in the ground, like literally like dead balls, you know, and he was like, guess those balls are a little more inflated than he likes, huh? And I was like, <laughs> even you know it, and you're a Pats fan. You know what just <laughs> happened. I love it. You oh. know, it's it's funny. We We didn't have a show about deflate gate. Because that happened after our show, right? Right. Yeah. So m- my whole thing is, uh, you know, okay, it, it happened. And, and yes, I mean, do I think there's any possible way that the Colts could have beat the Patriots? No. Zero, zero chance. However, do you think Peyton Manning maybe could have used some deflated balls? Yes. Or these other aging quarterbacks? Oh, for sure. I mean, now they're gonna have to weigh them because that is an advantage. I didn't know that you could grip the ball better and all this other stuff. Is it small? I mean, it, and once you get older, I mean, th- they're gonna have to start looking at that now. Well, and then it's foolish. Bizarre. It's foolish, right, to think that this is the one game it happened for. That magically, for some unknown reason, which I'd like to say, <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy, which I don't know about you, but he is an expert from my childhood. That's right. Mm-hmm. He debunked mm-hmm. that possibility. Yeah, he clearly is not a Patriot um, fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> Bill Nye, but, not a fan. But you know what? That could have had an impact, Brian, on some close games. And they did have some close games this season. And like you're saying, having to be able to grip the ball better, that is an advantage. And I don't know if you saw, uh, I think it was, was it Conan or Jimmy Kimmel? I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but they had Drew Brees on there. And they gave him, I think, like four different balls. And he guessed exactly the number. He's like, this is sure. 13. This is 12.5. This one is 11. He, and he's like, he's like, yeah, if I'm sitting here, I know it. He's like, 
But when you're on the field and you assume things are right, like you're not sitting there picking up a ball and being like, oh, well, this is clearly underinflated. And I was like, I, okay, I can get that. But don't try to tell me that there's some equipment manager out there going rogue against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady <laughs> and just <laughs> randomly deflating balls. There's no guy with balls big enough or inflated enough to yeah. pull that on Bill Belichick and to, on Tom Brady. There's no way. There's no way. There's just no way. Certainly. No. no, well, they probably should have uh, inflated the ball a little bit more when they threw that pass at the end of the game from Wilson to the Patriots' uh, defensive back, Mr. But- Butler, <laughs> because that was a mistake. That that <laughs> I think everybody's coming away from the Super Bowl with, why didn't you hand the ball off to Mar- Marshawn Lynch, and who's the, in the left shark costume? I think those are the two major takeaways <laughs> from the Super Bowl. Um, but Lynch, man, what a beast mode. It's too beast. bad he, he didn't get that touchdown to get MVP. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really torn. A, I don't subscribe to the belief that they didn't give the ball to Russell. I'm sorry, to beast mode because they didn't want him to get MVP. Absurd. It's abs- it's it is absurd. I mean, come on, and and I'm and I am well known as not a Seahawks fan, and even I am saying that is crazy town. Um, crazy, <laughs> because because you're playing to win the game, especially in the Super Bowl. Like you are not thinking on the last play of the game. Well, who do I want on my team to get to get the MVP? I'm gonna give it to that guy. I'm gonna have him be yeah. the star. No, you're trying to get in the end zone to win the game. That is what you were trying to do. But what's been really interesting is you look at the stats and everyone's like, well, they play the numbers. They play the numbers. They've been doing this all season long and they've had zero interceptions, you know, on the one yard line. And they're like, and beast mode has gone like zero for five or one for five. And I'm like, okay, can we talk about the real problem here? That beast mode has only been given the opportunity five times in the season from the one yard line to get into the end zone. To me, that's the problem. problem. Well, the thing is they keep winning. They keep winning. So, like, we didn't notice. That's right. what's so yeah. bizarre about the Seahawks. They, 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 they've they been doing these weird things all year, and no one really noticed because they keep winning. So no one second-guessed it. But the second they lost, they second-guessed it. Whoa, Twitter, calm yourself. And everybody, <laughs> everybody who was like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl, all of a sudden on Facebook was like, you threw the ball? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I thought you were at the museum. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. now, now, now you care. Now you care. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's really bad. It's the thing bad. is, is that Lynch is awesome. Hopefully, they're going to sign him to a contract. It hasn't happened yet. But uh, if they do, that's great for your fantasy teams. That means that you want Marshawn Lynch and you want Russell Wilson. If they do not, you don't want either. No, you do want Marshawn Lynch wherever he goes. But Russell Wilson nope. is going to be a hard sell. Marshawn Lynch Hopefully. is special. Anybody on the Seahawks will be a hard sell without Marshawn Lynch. Correct. Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, let's talk about the team that actually won the Super Bowl, shall we? Agreed. The Patriots. Man, good on both sides of the ball. Good on both sides. Yeah. I mean, what I was really, I shouldn't say shocked at all because we all know my feelings on both teams here, quite honestly. But... <laughs> <laughs> they dominated, dominated the Seahawks on paper. It's yeah, it's right, crazy yeah. when you when you look at stats and you're watching the game and it, it was a great game um, when you're actually watching it. But 
they really, they threw the ball. And I think people were coming in expecting them to run a little bit. And Blunt did pretty much nothing. And they used Shane Vereen a lot in the passing attack, which we all thought they were going to do. But you look at, like, passing yards, and Tom Brady had almost 100 yards more than Russell Wilson. Not shocking. But they had 273 passing yards compared to 138 with the Seahawks. And they over-doubled the targets. They had 50 targets in the air versus the Seahawks' 20. So there was just such a divide there. I mean, basically the Seahawks' offense ran through Marshawn Lynch, which is why, again, it's crazy when your entire offense all game long has been Marshawn Lynch that you didn't give the ball to him. But the the Patriots, just they were just solid. They had good game plan. They knew they wanted to use Vereen. They knew how to use him out of the backfield. They had their wide receivers. They had everything planned out. And clearly it worked. You know, it was... yeah. And you know what, that Patriots defense, I mean, come on. I mean, at the beginning, you know, you know, things happened. Brady threw his second interception, and Seattle was able to take it back, you know, for a touchdown. But after that, they stopped Wilson to three punts, and then his obvious, you know, interception at the end of the game. Infamous. I mean, infamous is the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm putting it out there. Yep, yep. Uh, which is so sad because I, you know, Russell Wilson's a good guy. It's just you know. Well, they really stopped his run. Too. Well, that's right. They they held him, and that is a huge part of Seattle's success on the offensive side is Russell being able to move around. And the Patriots' defense. I mean, I gotta hand it to them. Defenses win championships, and the Patriots had the better defense that Sunday. They just did. So they did. Yeah, Probably. I was shocked that Russell was only at 39 yards, Courtney. Is that not crazy? 39. Crazy. But what, crazy. I, did, what I did love, though, <laughs> is, um, so they tell you, like, you know, what's his longest run? It was 17 yards for Russell Wilson. Tom Brady's total yardage. Again, Russell Wilson's total yardage, 39, longest 17. Tom Brady's negative three yards, with his longest run being negative <laughs> one yard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Talk about yeah. two different styled offenses. Mobility. Right there, people. That's amazing. The you know who got a lot of yardage, who nobody knows, is Mr. Chris Matthews on the that Seattle guy. Seahawks. That right? guy. <laughs> that guy. Chris Matthews. So here's the deal. We all know that the Seahawks have, you know, little to no wide receiver strength, right? And so, I mean, other than, like, Doug Baldwin, who... I mean, he certainly enjoys himself. I mean, he loves talking about how yeah. great he is. Um, it's a lot of talking for the three yards he had. Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the whole thing is is that they, they're not a passing team. And they're not going to become a passing team, so I wouldn't hold your breath. Chris Matthews, he's six foot five, which is nice. Um, but he's a former CFL star. He caught four passes in the Super Bowl for 109 yards and a touchdown. And those were his first four catches in the NFL. So you did know who he was, though, because he was in the NFC Championship game, and he actually was the one who uh, recovered the onside kick that led them to victory over Green Bay. But, listen, he was working at a footlocker before he signed with Seattle. I'm not saying that, that he's not going to be part of the team next year or that this was, you know, crazy town. But if people are going to start drafting him in your fantasy leagues, because I know a lot of you do them early, let them let him go. Yeah. You can let him go. Yeah. I mean, he, it, uh, good it's luck like to a, him. Yeah, but. it's like a Chiefs receiver. You know, just, just, let's stay away from those, okay? Uh, not quite that bad. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, like, that too, soon? Bad. Too, soon? too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. But, you know, I heard this, I read this really good article about how, 
um, Chris Matthews was in junior college, and he was at his buddy's house, and he heard that Pete Carroll lived down the street. And he went and got his high school film tape to uh, film. I don't need both. Um, <laughs> to hand-deliver to Pete Carroll at his house to try to get uh, to play for him at USC. And, you know, sure enough, few years later, he's playing for Pete Carroll for the Seattle Seahawks. So it's an initiative. Cool. I like it. Yeah, that is exciting. I'd like to call it Moxie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Moxie. And, yeah. That and mind not you, enough. you guys, Pete Carroll signed him, released him, signed him to the practice squad, and then finally signed him onto the real team. Uh, his first game, I think, was like the 6th of December. So, I mean, it. He might not even be on the roster. I mean, he had a great performance, but it's Pete Carroll, yeah. you know. But, but that's the thing. It's like every single one of the wide receivers on the Seahawks at some point have had a mildly decent to great performance for one game, game. of the yeah. season. Yeah. And you never so. know which one it's going to be. And, you, right. and again, Russell Wilson consistently throws about, you know, 250 to 200 yards per game, which, again, if you have those receivers, isn't going to get you a whole lot. No. No. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Well, I know uh, it was a pretty entertaining halftime, to say the least. Uh, well done, Katy Perry. I don't care if people... Well Haters done. are going to hate, but Hate's you were hate. fabulous, Katy. Fabulous. Yep. Haters going to hate, and sharks are going to shake it off. So just shake mm-hmm. it off, man. Shake it off, rogue shark. So I love good. it. It's so good. <laughs> I mean... I know. How many people are going to be a shark for Halloween? I, These are my questions. I, as we were watching the halftime show, it was kind of a great, it was a great moment, right? Because I'm sitting there, first of all, and I'm kind of like, what is going on? Like, I feel like I'm on drugs. I've got like weird balls that are talking and sharks that are way off dancing and just going rogue. And here's Katy Perry riding this crazy tiger lion thing, which was pretty sweet. I'd like to add, but like actually like walking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like <laughs> Missy Elliott comes out and I'm like, blast from the past. It's middle school. This oh is gosh. awesome. And I literally I stood up out. and was singing the songs with her because I remembered it like it was yesterday that I was lip syncing it to my mirror in my room. I was like, yep, yep. Right? This is Missy. Like one and, of my first uh, CDs. And She's all my best. friends, yeah, we're all like, awesome, that's so awesome. And it didn't even occur to me, later I see on Twitter and things, people being like, oh, Katy Perry's really going to make this Missy Girl's career. And I'm like, excuse me? Appalled. <laughs> make her yep, career? I, She's the woman. Well, you know, they did that about, uh, what's his name, Paul McCartney, when Kanye West had him on his yeah, right? track. People yeah. were like... <laughs> Oh, this Paul McCartney guy's going to blow up. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah the Beatles. The Beatles, the Beatles, um, yeah. Have you heard of them? <laughs> but what was so funny is I just read today that, that Missy Elliott went on Twitter and was like, wow, I didn't realize some people didn't know who I was. Me and Paul McCartney, so I guess I'm in good company. She made the Paul McCartney joke, so I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Missy Elliott is making Beatles jokes. Oh, my God, that's great. And she yeah. looked fabulous. Hands that down to great. her. She looked yeah. great. Kitty Perry looked great. I couldn't believe all that she did in the halftime show it was amazing four costume changes and just killing it flying not, in the air with stars she, she killed it not in the nationwide she commercial did. kind of way killed it but she <laughs> killed it <laughs> such a Did you guys ever watch the Nation puppy bowl i just ruined my day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was like such a debbie downer like wait what? is that is that tv on, on a chat what 
What? Oh my gosh. Well, and I, we were watching Ugh. the Weight Watchers commercial, and Scarlett, my my five year old, is sitting there just coloring. I don't even think she's paying attention at this point. And it's like overeating, fast food, America's dying from food. And then it like blacks out with white letters of Weight Watchers. And my daughter's just like, Mom, that was scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. All of them were either scary or depressing. It was an emotional commercials for sure. Well, I thought one of the stars was actually the Loctite commercial. The which Did one? Did you see that? The Loctite? It was towards the end. And then and, and it was like these people dancing, and they're all kind of misfits. And then at the end, a woman's sitting on the guy's lap, and she, goes, and she says, like, Loctite saved my mes- marriage. <laughs> I did not see <laughs> yeah, that, no, one. I saw that one. <laughs> okay. No, I would, I really? would encourage you to Google that. That's Google good. Google that. And Jimmy Fallon's Saved by the Bell from the other night. Oh, that was fun. Yes. Classic but, uh, and amazing. Excellent. I feel like point, my childhood Brandon. has just come back since the Super Bowl. That's really all I'm thinking about. Is I'm, oh. like, I'm like, man, my childhood is everywhere. And it, Jimmy Fallon did um, the intro to French Prince of Bel Air, too. Um, it's, it's classic as well. Jimmy Fallon's a good He's time. amazing. But yes. that is a good point, you guys. You brought some good video watch that needs to happen. Jimmy Fallon Saved by the Bell, classic. Rob Gronkowski in his parade, basically dry humping all sorts of vehicles and catching beers and pounding beers and all sorts of goodness. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and Marshawn Lynch, Conan O'Brien's Mortal Kombat, well worth your time. And there's another video. Yes, there's another video. And Gronk, and Gronk, real from a Gronk to remember erotica. Yes. On Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. You're right. Yes, you cannot forget Mr. Gronk. That's Nobody right. And I didn't, I didn't know Gronk was a writer himself, because when I saw it, and he started adding his own lines. Oh, they were some <laughs> gems. It's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> He's a poet laureate, that, that Gronk. Line. Oh, well, hopefully everybody had a wonderful and safe time watching the Super Bowl. It was a good time. Um, I will have to say I enjoyed the Gronk takedown at the end of the game. Um, but let's move on. Social media, Brandon, you have some, uh, some things going on on Twitter land. That's my name. Don't wear it out. It's all about my childhood. Um, okay. So yes. So God talk 97.1 says, which coaching change has the greatest fantasy impact? Lucky for you, the rest of the show's about coaches. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Coaches and news. Um, 5280 Shirt Shop, which, by the way, because I was the first lady from her fantasy football to follow them, they are sending me a Broncos sweatshirt, oh. which I will feature on our YouTube show. Nice. Um, they said, thoughts on Edelman trolling Sherman has got to be in there. I find the Edelman-Sherman thing bizarre. I also find... Edelman meeting someone on what's that app again? Tinder. 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 I keep calling it Grinder. Keep calling it Grinder, which is a different implication. Let me tell you, that <laughs> is story. Which would make trolling Sherman a whole different spin. But yeah, which, yeah. which by the way, congratulations, on Richard Sherman. He became a father yes. today. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Uh huh. Very, very cute. And uh, his son was born on two five fifteen, and his number is twenty five. That's right. So he said, "Way to go, kid." Um, yeah, so Edelman basically punched a poster of Richard Sherman while on a float. I don't know. These guys are crazy. Who cares? 
Who cares? There Come you on. go. Yeah. All right. Would you take, uh, this is from Truck1223. Would you take Beckham over Calvin Johnson due to his knee issues slash age? Demarius Thomas because of Peyton's struggles late in the season? Well, that's assuming we get him re-signed. Yes. Demarius Thomas. Um, I, think ladies. We, I think we will. But, um, man, Beckham, I think... You know, Megatron is still Megatron, you know? Um, but Beckham, he is a freak, too. Freak. I mean, he is a very young freak. Um, I, I would take him over both. I'm going to say it. I, I'm, I, I, I don't have anything twice about it with Calvin, but I am thinking slightly with Demarius. Uh, but I'd probably yeah. take over both. My issue is, again, Eli Manning, right? It's not ODB. It's not ODB. ODB is getting so many gift baskets. He's getting them (laughs) (laughs) from his coach, from his quarterback, because neither of them would still be here this year if it were not for Odell Beckham Jr. Right. But he was the fifth high-scoring wide receiver last year, and he missed, what, five games? It's crazy. I'm taking him in the first round. You heard it here now. But the yeah, question is... Our league. No, he missed four games, and he was the yeah fifth highest receiver. But on average, if you would have divided by 12 games instead of 16 games, he would have been number one. Number one. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I think strength of schedule is really important to look at, too. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on who they're playing. If they've got really hard defenses to go up against, um, you know, I don't think Victor Cruz is going to come back and be completely healthy at the beginning of the season. And if people are now, now know, you know, Beckham is it, it's going to be kind of a different um, defensive strategy against the Giants. So, um, but, yeah, Beckham should go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would maybe. the possibility of sophomore slump. And it is Eli Manning. It's Eli. It's I'm tough. jumping the shark, and I'm going to say I'm taking him as early as I can, and I'm going to guarantee you that at least 25% of the leagues, he's the number one pick in the draft. Boom. Boom. Gauntlet's PPR leagues. Down. Because all of these people hated all their running backs this year, and so they're going to yeah. go wide receiver first, and someone's going to take him number one, and I'd say 25%. There you I, go. I, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would not be mad about it. Oh, no. He's very... You he's could do worse. Very, you could do Adrian Peterson. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's uh, good. That was good. Too soon? Too, too soon? soon. Too, no. too soon. No, just the right time. No. Just Perfect. the right time. Uh, any other th- Anything else from social media, Brandon? Other than the fact that uh, Snoop Doggy Dog's son is going to UCLA Snoop. to join Diddy's son because I'm old. Yes. Yep. That does make us yep. really old. <laughs> yep. And also awesome. Congrats, awesome. guys. That's very Proud cool. Papa. Proud, proud, proud. I love, I love Snoop Dogg. Me too. Or Snoop Doggy Dog. Or Snoop Lion or whatever we're supposed to call him these days. That's right. I'll do. I'll do whatever you tell me. I thought he went back to Snoop Dogg. I don't know. And he's. Awesome. I don't know. I don't keep tabs, but congrats. That's why you just say Snoop. You know what Snoop is. It's oh, awesome. 
It's awesome. Woo-hoo. Well, we always say that kickers matter on this show, guys. But you know what? Coaches matter, too. <laughs> they and do. And we're going to spend a little bit of time right now talking about the changes that have been going on in the NFL with coaches being released, hired, promoted, disappearing. Whatever happened to Mike Shanahan? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, some little news is news as well. We're not going to be covering all the teams, but we'll be covering all the big changes. So let's get into it. Ashley, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You know, if I had more time on my hands, I would create a where's Waldo picture and have it be like, where's Mike Shanahan? Seriously. <laughs> I'm kind of pop out and each page can be a different coach that you're like, whatever happened to that guy? You know? I thought you were going into their throwback co- uh, uniform <laughs> <laughs> with the stripes. It's true. Where's Waldo and those socks? I like yeah. it. Why not? But, but Why Shanahan's not? good. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Pittsburgh Steelers, who do have the best throwbacks. I, I love me some throwback jerseys, personally. Oh, the Bumblebees are awesome. The Bumblebees are fantastic. You know the players love wearing them. I would. They're great. Um, yeah. So free agency is on its way, as we all know. And the Steelers have some decisions to make. It's going to be a very different team for the Steelers next year. So they really only have one outside linebacker that is currently on their roster. The rest are going to be um, essentially unrestricted free agents. Um, and that would be Arthur Modes. We've got Jason Worlids and James Harrison. Worlids is most likely to come back out of all of them, but the question is what kind of money they want to give him, which is always the problem with terms of their cap. And the other issue, we've got a lot of other big players that are not expected to come back next year, such as Ike Taylor, Troy Palmaul, uh, Harrison, Brett Heisel, now, I will say that there's a chance that Kaisel might come back, um, but you never know. And I, I would miss that glorious, glorious beard. There's not a better beard in the league. There's just not, and I'm going to say it. Um, but this could be a really young team. And what's even more interesting about this, again, we got Big Ben contract situation coming up. They're going to have to restructure. They're going to have to give an extension. Similar kind of situation with Antonio Brown to make things happen. But the problem is we're going to have a really young batch of team. We've got to have mainly changes on the defense side of the ball. And coming to the coaching changes here, is Dick LeBeau resigned. Dick LeBeau, oh, like the face no. of the Steelers, like is face no defense. Yeah. defense. He he is like a Hall All of defense. Fame defensive. It's, it's crazy. He's no longer with the Steelers, but he didn't retire. He just resigned. And so he actually is now the assistant head coach slash defense for the Tennessee Titans. So that could be really interesting. Now, Pittsburgh did announce that Keith Butler's been named as the team's defensive coordinator replacing LeBeau, and he was the Steelers' linebacker's coach. At least they're kind of keeping the family, but that's a lot, a lot of changes for a new coach and with a young team. So don't expect your same Steelers that you saw last year. Very good. You know, there's not much news coming out of Cincinnati, um, but the biggest of all is that what didn't actually happen Mr. Gary Kubiak was trying to steal his secondary coach from back with Houston, um, who is the secondary coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that did not go down. Cincinnati was not letting that man go. Um, That secondary is going to get healthy this year, you guys, and they're going to be serious defense again. Hopes, fingers crossed. The Baltimore Ravens. You know, the biggest news coming out of Baltimore is whether, you know, they're going to be able to get this re-signing done with Torrey Smith. You know, mm, for a long-term yeah. contract. They need it. Yeah, they do. I mean, we all know he had a slow start, but he finished very, very well. He's been offered a five-year deal for $35 million, um, $19 million guaranteed. Gosh, that's so much money. Good for him. Uh, like call, me, call me. Call <laughs> me. Uh, I just want to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, yeah. 
it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but either way, I'm. They'll get something signed off. They'll get something done. Smith will be a Ravens again. Um, so I'm not too concerned. With coaches, Mark Trussman yes. is the fourth offensive coordinator in four years. Woohoo! Uh, Gary Kubiak, former um, offensive coordinator, has moved on to Denver. But Tresman um, is the new new approach, guys. He's a West Coast-style kind of coach, which means Mr. Flacco is going to be moving. I, I, you know, Flacco's Flacco, going to be fantastic next year. Flacco yeah, I is... Like, I like this so much. So he... Just, like, looking at him and how many offensive coordinators he's had, he's so moldable, you know? They can just, like, shape him in anything, and he, he just does it. And that's why he gets the paycheck, people. It's the truth. It's the truth. And when he gets the paycheck, he takes his family to McDonald's. That's a true story. So. <laughs> that's okay. You know what? You guys, you want your players to be coachable players, and he is coachable. And he has yeah. got a gold mine in Trustman. So I'm excited. Very excited. Yep. It's very exciting. And then, you know, they also did uh, several promotions um, on the defensive side of things. So Harbaugh must be pretty impressed with his defense. They're keeping it pretty uh, status quo. So hopefully Baltimore can hold back on those greens and Antonio Browns out there so they don't constantly score all over him. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I think it's also with Trustman uh, a good sign for either if they want to keep Justin Forsett or they'll at least get another back that can do some pass catching after what he did with Matt Forte. Right. So I would also check with their running back situation next year because it's going to be good. Yeah, I think that uh, Forsett is, should continue on with the Ravens and then be even a bigger part of them. He's He too, I mean, he's just really seems like an easy guy to coach. You can't expect. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. All right, let's get into what's really going down here in the NFL, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Okay, yeah. I'm really sad that the Cleveland Browns could be their own one-hour show. They really could be. Seriously. It really is unbelievable. So I'm going to try to keep it pithy, but let's be real. Everything's happening in Cleveland, and I never thought I would say that sentence. (laughs) So, (laughs) Textgate. Yes, there's another gate in town, and it's yep. Textgate. Uh, supposedly, the Browns may lose draft picks and face a fine due to illegal text messages sent during games. It's part of the reason, supposedly, that Kyle Shanahan quit. It's insane. I, uh, Why would Shanahan uh, quit because of that? Because it was such bad judgment. I, listen, but he, I, just doesn't, he, he doesn't have up, faith in the Browns organization, I'm guessing. The rumor is he actually did like a thirty-two like point presentation on why he was quitting. Like he didn't. He didn't just like leave. He like presented oh, why. Oh, I can I can yeah. respect the thoroughness of that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You know. Just so that we're clear, I'm quitting, quitting. you're not firing me, and this is why. why. Um, <laughs> so, for all you LinkedIn people out there, take note. I guess that's how you leave a job. So, um, on to Josh Gordon. Oh, man. Suspended without pay for at least a year for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Gordon posted an open letter online. If you haven't seen it yet on medium.com, I would suggest going to read it because A, it's, it's quite eloquent. It's very well written. I yeah. did 
I felt like I understood where he was coming from a little bit. Now, he says that he was on a he a misunderstood. He thought he couldn't drink until the end of the season, and that once the season was done, he could drink. That is not actually the terms of the agreement, mostly because he's gone against the substance abuse policy numerous times. I mean, numerous. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember this was the same thing that um, Matt Prater said, remember? Yeah. I didn't know I couldn't just have one drink on this, you know, in this cabin or whatever. Anyway, he says he was on a flight with the wide receivers coach, Mike McDaniel, and w- with some teammates when he drank. And then he gets off the plane, and they call, and they said, hey, you have to do a test in 40 minutes. And he was like, well, obviously, I'm going to fail this like, one. Well, that's not going to go over well. That's not going to work out. Um, it's a mess. And um, at this point, lost cause for 2015. It is not going to get overturned. Stop your madness. It's not going to happen. But if you are playing Dynasty, he's only 23 years old. It still shocks me that he's only that, that old. But um, So keep him if you're Dynasty and just, I don't know, next year's a gimme? I don't, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough stuff. Uh, good luck to him. But uh, for less of a fantasy impact, Johnny Menzel. Um, poor guy. He entered treatment. I won't joke around with that. He entered it to figure out his value system, which I'm not quite sure what that means. And frankly, it's none of our business why he's in treatment. Go for it. You know what? If he wants to make himself better for whatever better needs to be, because it's a little vague, go for it. I, I'm, I'm glad that he's doing it. I hope that it works. I hope. I wish um, more of them did it. I agree. Yeah. Seriously. I wish I mean, a lot of the guys... Take a break. Yeah. It's just... A reboot, right? There's Absol- nothing I mean, wrong. Who knows? With maybe it. he does have addiction problems. We don't know, but maybe what? what it, it's know. very hush hush. We don't care, but whatever it is, he's taking a moment for himself to be better. You know, not just in football, but overall. It's the first um, really at mature his Snickers thing we've commercials. Seen. I'm sure he wants to be better at um, throwing <laughs> the ball, um, being a backup quarterback. Those are all things that I don't disagree. He needs to take a moment for. So. Good for you, Manzel. I mean... It has virtually no fantasy impact for anybody, because I hope you're not considering picking up Johnny Manzel. You should not... No. Don't do that. And who even knows if he's going to be a Brown? It's all up in the air. They've said, we don't know if the quarterback for next year is in this building or not. Yep. That came out of their mouth. So, anyway, listen, we've been hard on Johnny Football on this program, but we look forward to being proven wrong, and best of luck to him. Best of luck. There you go. And also, um, CBS Sports reported that uh, Jordan Cameron has no interest in returning to the Browns. It's a shocker considering all of this thing, these things that I've said, including that there's a rumor that the Browns may trade up to draft a quarterback, Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. I because they have learned nothing. 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 I, I pray, I pray they get Jameis Winston because it would be such... <laughs> I mean, it's basically, like the, I would, I want to pitch this idea to Bravo to just go in and record, you know, kind of like Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. Bravo version Hard Knocks, Browns. With yeah. With Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon. It's, it's fantastic. Or, or a Lifetime movie. Like, could be a great Lifetime movie. Yeah. The, it should be like The Bachelor and one of them gets a rose each week and they get to play. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Survivor. I pick you. Who's going to get kicked off? You give give us some motivation, though. Give, let's, you get one crab leg each week. One crab leg. 
<laughs> and we could have a feast at the end of it. <laughs> and you get to make it in your dorm yep. room. Yep. Oh, man. So bad. Man, Cleveland. <laughs> Knock it oh. off. Although you give Which, us something to talk about. Keep it exactly. coming. Keep it coming, Cleveland. Which I will, because the coaching situation is exactly what you would think it would be. They hired Joker Phillips, which I love that his name is Joker. It's great. It really fits. Um, as the wide receivers coach, good idea, since their old wide receivers coach got the guys suspended and drunk, who is the star of their team. Um, but anyway, he was a receiver himself and a former Kentucky head coach, um, where he coached C.V. Johnson and Randall Cobb. So that's exciting. They still have a vacancy at the quarterback's coach slash worst job ever position. Um, they hired John D. Filippo. Filippo. D. D. Filippo. That's his name. Uh, I can't. I actually wrote it out and I still messed it up. So sorry. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the former Raiders quarterback coach. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, there are two stats that may or may not surprise you. Derek Carr is fifth in the league with 71 passes of 20-plus yards in the air, for whatever that's worth. And in 2012, Carson Palmer finished with the second most passing yards, 4,018, in Raiders franchise history, for whatever that is worth. And that is how the Browns are presenting him on their website. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Um, anyway, the good news is that actually he worked with Petten for the Jets in 2009 um, as a quarterback's assistant coach when Mark Sanchez was a rookie and went to the AFC Championship. So actually that is their collected feather in the cap. Let's hope that Sanchez doesn't remain his pinnacle. But there you go. There you go. The Colts, they just signed the Canadian Football League receiver Deron Carter. Who cares about that? Well, Carter is the son of the NFL great Chris Carter. Yeah. Woohoo! Lots of sons making their debuts this year, guys. It's very, very exciting. Last year, when he played for Montreal, Carter finished the season with 12 touchdowns, 1,939 yards. Now, that is the Canadian Football League, but so many yards. Those are huge, <laughs> huge numbers. numbers. <laughs> and he's going to be having Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. That's, I mean... And he has good genes. Yeah. I believe in I believe in science. Mm-hmm. The spidey sense. Science like, says this all green light go. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a very exciting. A good addition for the Colts offense, for sure. Um, coaches, um, Rob Chud. Chudzinski. Chudzinski. They call him Chud. It's the worst right? word. Chud. Yeah. Well, because it's hard to say Chudzinski. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches here. We are apologizing. There's a lot of coaching names here. We're going to completely butcher. There's a lot of really hard names. It is. It's tough. Uh, Um, But he will remain in Indy for another year. Last season, he uh, had the title of special assistant to head coach Chuck Pagano. Um, And after San Francisco apparently wanted him for the OC position, um, they gave him the offensive coordinator. So uh, he'll be now the associated, I'm sorry, the associated head coach. So. Associate head coach is what I meant to say. Um, anyways, but okay. he's a huge part. He's a huge somewhere. part of the offense. That's right. Um, <laughs> so it's great that he stayed uh, in Indy. I'm all about it. Go Colts. Woo-hoo. That's all I have to say. Texans? Texans. Not a whole lot. There's talk of Andre Johnson being cut to open up cap space. I'm not opposed to this idea by any means. Um, and there's also talk of some interest in Ryan Mallett from the Jets. 
because apparently the Jets want competition at the quarterback position. So naturally, my first thought is Ryan Mallett. Yeah. <laughs> no. But but why not? Let's do it. Let's 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 throw that mix in there. Um, and then in terms of coaches, um, really all we've got the main thing we've got here is that they've hired a new offensive and defensive line coaches. Uh, that'd be Mike Del um, Devlin and then Paul Pasqualoni. I want to say is his name. Um, that is actually really important because your defense and your offensive line are the foundation to get things done, particularly yes. offense. And so the really only major consistent offense coming out of the Texans was Arian Foster. So it could be an interesting situation in terms of the offensive line in that case. So I'm not saying it downgrades Arian Foster's value at the moment, but it is something to be looking for um, OTA time. So that's really it for the Texans. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jags are opening the door for Justin Blackman to come back because we need more <laughs> Cleveland Brown situations. Awesome. So, jeez. And then also they had to state that Blake Bortles is their franchise quarterback. Um, why? No one knows, except for the fact that he was sacked a league high 55 times and he only started 13 games. So they need to work on picking that up. But here's the funky town thing. Um, they fired their running backs coach. That spot's still open. No one could run anyway. But they have a new offensive coordinator, Greg Olson. He was the Raiders offensive coordinator. For some reason, everyone's hiring Raiders these days. Um, and But he's actually coming back. He, he worked for the Jaguars under Mike Malarkey. So he's, he's coming back to Jacksonville. It's actually homecoming. Meanwhile, Doug Marone, um, remember him? He was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. He's now the offensive line coach and assistant head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's now an offensive line coach because he text message broke up with the team, a mass text message after it had already been released to the press that he had left the team. And I think just his, his stock just plummeted. And, and man, that is, that is how you do not quit a job. I guess PowerPoints are at least thorough. Yeah. But right. Mass text, no go. Uh, although Kyle Shannon, well, he just got a job, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. And in the happy, that's the right thing to do news. George Yarno was, is also an offensive line coach, but he will not actually be on the sidelines cause he's battling cancer and the Jags in class, class move. They're keeping him on as a fully paid employee. So thank you, Jacksonville. I'm so glad that to was hear very that's nice. nice. That's nice. Yeah, classy. It is nice. Classy. It kind of waves the whole Justin Blackman situation, right? That, yeah. <laughs> All right, Broncos. Big changes. Broncos. Big, big changes. Uh, but everyone's really kind of focusing on Peyton Manning. Will he or will he not come back? This is all the talk that there's been going on. Um, there's pretty much speculation that he is going to come back. That's where on the street. Some people thought it's come down to the physical or whatnot. It's not going to. Really, it's basically figuring out whether he can work with Kubiak Everyone's all concerned about Kubiak's different systems. Can Peyton Manning work with it? And Peyton Manning can be in whatever system he wants to be in. And Kubiak can work with any coach, I mean, with any quarterback. It's going to be fine. Which brings us to our changes. It is like reunion up in Denver. We've got <laughs> Gary Kubiak coming back it as the head Super coach. It is Super Bowl all over again. Siri, it is literally Super Bowl parade in my mind right now. Who's on a float right now? And I'm seeing Denison and Kubiak. And it's crazy. Jenison, offensive coordinator, and then Wade Phillips. Wade, love him. I'm so happy to see his face on the sideline. Is the defensive coordinator. So big, big, big changes. They also have a lot of unrestricted or restricted free agents coming up. Big names, guys. Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Terrence Knighton, a.k.a. Pot Roast, 
Orlando Hot Franklin, Rose. Raheem Moore, Jacob Tammy, Virgil Green, Wes Welker. Uh, obviously, Demarius Thomas is the most important to nail down. They'll probably get a fran- you know, the franchise tag if they can't work out a long-term deal. But all big, big things to think about. So big changes in Denver. Go Broncos. I love Elway, man. He is. He's got balls of steel. Yep. Yeah, he does. Just uh, bam. Bam. Put him on the table. Bring him back to the boys club. That's right. Uh, not much news coming out of Oakland because, you know, it's Oakland. But there's a lot of coaches' changes, so we'll talk about those. Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, has been hired as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, good riddance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm that sure defense. Very nice. Yeah, the Raiders' defense is like the worst defense in fantasy ever. So I. I I mean, I still wouldn't draft him. I still wouldn't even look at them on waivers. Most likely, that's not going to change that much. But, hey, he's bringing in some people. He's filling some positions, except, actually, the defensive coordinator. So that's the only posi- big position they have yet to fill. Um, there's still no fantasy value in uh, Oakland. dun 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 <laughs> Oh, I know. It's so sad. Hey, Patriots, uh, news coming out of New England. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they kind of yeah. won a big game. Kind of hey. won a big game. Kind of. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, decent news. Yeah. They got to sign, or they may not sign, cornerback uh, Darrell Rivas. That's the, that's the only big one. That's a big mm. part of their defense that won that Super Bowl. So, um, big fantasy impact with that, you guys. Although, you know, those Patriots, they got voodoo stuff going on. It really doesn't matter. Like Witchcraft. Gonna, witchcraft. It, you know. Or deflated balls. Yeah. And hence why <laughs> nobody is really changing the coaching staff because it's a cult out there and uh, they're not going anywhere. So, no. All the Raiders are getting hired. The ones right. the Raiders That's coaches are getting hired, not the Patriots coaches. Awesome. <laughs> it's a well, weird once world. Well, once people. you're in the know, they have to kill you if you leave. Yeah, that's right. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. you have to be the sacrificial lamb like Josh McDaniels that gets sent into other organizations to blow up their organization. To repent for something he clearly must have done wrong there, and then he's welcomed back into the cult fold. Come yep, Trojan horse. Trojan I'm horse. still not convinced that he's not the one in the locker room deflating those balls. McDaniel's. McDaniels? Oh, yeah, if, he's still. If it was proven McDaniel's, I would lose it. It'd be so great. Oh, it's oh, so wonderful. Man. I, I really, I, I feel like there's gonna be a, a video coming out with McDaniel's in there. Those little stick deflating the balls. <laughs> like I can just, I can just see it. Bills. Bills, all I got to say to you is sexy Rexy. Oh, so well, yeah. Back, Bills oh, could I'm be so legit next year. They could be legit. We always say Love. this about the Bills. They still have EJ Manuel, people. Well, there's that. Okay. There well, is that. Okay. Okay. Way to be the buzzkill. <laughs> the whole point is that sexy Rexy brought his entire defensive coaching staff, basically, from the Jets to the Buffalo Bills. So expect awesomeness. And um, C.J. Spiller is the only kind of free agent out there. But I think C.J. Spiller would look really great in this. Why? Because he loves to run the ball. You know who else loves to run the ball? Offensive coordinator Greg Roman. Hello. He is the former 49ers offensive coordinator. He's worked with a variety of quarterbacks with a variety of skill sets. They have been a top 10 rushing defense for the last four years. So, and uh, I think it's going to happen. I'm, I am very, very 
into this. Well, I always liked the Jets brand, which I know is your home, your your husband's team, because of Sexy Rexy. Um, but I'm so happy he went to the Buffalo Bills because Miss Brandon bought my daughters some Sammy Watkins jerseys because it's their favorite. Mm, yeah. And now Sexy Rexy's there. So now it gets to be, like, one of my favorite teams in the NFL. So uh, yay. It's, it's, yay. I'm very excited. Unfortunately, that puts Jets next to Seattle and the Patriots. But, you know, it's okay. No hard feelings. <laughs> Uh, Which, speaking of the Jets, uh, they signed running back Daryl Richardson. I don't. Do you guys remember him? I do. He's around. Yep. Yeah, I'm confused Very why we have to say his name again. But sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So Antonio Cromartie is uh, thinking about maybe coming back to the Jets. He's going to be a free agent. Why? Because he's going to be joining his former coach. Todd Bowles, defensive yeah. coordinator from Arizona, who is now the head coach of the New York Jets. This is huge because the Jets are obviously a defensively strong team. They need corners like a... But other than that, they are rocking it on the line. So, um, listen, Todd Bowles should have been a head coach forever ago, so this is great news. And uh, former Bills coach Chad Gailey is the new offensive coordinator. He likes athletic quarterbacks. So Geno Smith actually might have a chance... Also, there's some athletic quarterbacks in this draft. And, uh, you know, it's just so the Jets. They might get Jameis Winston. You know, it's, like, perfect for them. Um, And that makes me cry a little bit. And, yeah, Yeah. so Pepper Johnson is uh, going to be the defensive line coach. And he's the former Bills defensive line because all they did really was switch places and add some Cardinals. Very interesting. Mm. Not the worst Mm. idea in the world. Nope. Packers. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, named the league MVP for the second time. Congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. Good job. Congrats. Um, I am yep. sad because it should have been JJ. Well, All defensive players out there are crying because now you now know that you have zero chance of zero chance ever getting an MVP. Let's just say yep. it's yeah. put it out there. Nonetheless, congrats, Aaron. Yeah, Great I mean, season. Aaron Rodgers is totally deserving, and better luck never, J.J. Watt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never. Randall Cobb is a free agent, and they need to sign him, but they have Nelson and Devontae Adams, so they may let him go, and that stinks, and whoever gets him is the luckiest team ever. As far as coaches, no one's going to leave Green Bay. They ain't breaking They're anything. not crazy. No. 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 Uh, the Vikings, well, you know, not much news yet, but Adrian Peterson will be reinstated in April, and uh, we'll see if he still wears purple or if he's going to go somewhere else to continue on his NFL career. But he will Dallas. play. <coughs> Dallas. <laughs> I mean, whatever. J.J. Watts. Uh, no, I'm sorry, J.J. Watts. Jerry Jones, different J.J. Uh <laughs> I think he loves himself some AP. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think – I think if Seattle doesn't get the Lynch thing done, I think AP it would be maybe a fit in Seattle with Pete Carroll. Um, you know, there's options. No real news coming out yet. Again, he's not reinstated until um, April, but it's always a possibility. With coaches for the Vikings, uh, you know, not m- m- much changed. Um, as, as Brandon said, they did better than they were expected to do this last year without AP. So they're going to keep it the same. You know, Mike Zimmer kept most of the employees from Leslie Frazier era, and I'm just hoping that doesn't bite him in the rear this year um, instead of getting some of his own guys in there. So we'll see. We'll see how the chemistry goes down. Um, I hope they release 
Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Their I dream. just want to say that out <laughs> Release loud. me from my pain. Yeah, seriously. Um, Bears. Yeah, well, speaking of, um, mm, hope it not coming back and biting you in the bum, Jay Cutler is still a bear. Yeah. So that's sad. Uh, because John Fox, you will be missed. New head coach for the Chicago Bears. A little crazy. So here's my deal. If you can't get along with John Fox, I'm not quite sure you can get along with anyone. This is that's it right. for Jay Cutler. That's right. This, they, have, they have set it up so that they can definitively say, we have lost all faith in you if he does not pull it around this year. But they have definitely invested in him in this year. So you can draft Jay Cutler in your fantasy leagues, and you'll get him late because no one trusts Jay Cutler. And you know what? He'll be a deal. He's a steal. Um, they have uh, Dowell Loggins. Uh, I call him the unluckiest man in America. Other people call him the quarterback's coach. He comes from Cleveland, <laughs> where he was coaching Brian Hoyer and Johnny Menzel last season. So maybe he's the only person in America who thinks this is an upgrade. So congratulations. <laughs> um, and then Frank Smite is the offensive assistant for the Saints, is now the tight ends coach. We like that. And, uh, yeah, they, he brought over Adam Gacy from um, Denver as well to be the offensive coordinator, breaking my heart. He's fabulous. Pretty much, once again, Cutler's got to do it or go. There you go. No real news coming out of Carolina, but uh, they did hire or promote a new special teams coordinator, Richard Rogers. So congratulations. They'll need it. Because this Panther special team was not good last year. Not good no. at all. But other than that, River Boat Ron um, has announced he's really not going to change the coaching staff. So it's going to pretty much stay status quo. I like right. it. I think that's how you build an organization. That's right. right. There. Right there. Speaking of building organizations. Well, I forgot to say also that the um, Bears have the defensive coordinator from San Francisco. Yes. Yes. So maybe they won't be 32nd in the league this year. Kind of want them to lose a lot. Gotta wait That's to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as far as the Saints are concerned, you know Jimmy Graham may or may not have shoulder surgery. It doesn't really matter. You're still going to draft him as the number two tight end in the league, whether or not he has surgery. But it's something to keep an eye on. And Mark Ingram is going to be a free agent, but they have to keep him. As far he is the most fantasy relevant running back that has come out of New Orleans in years, years. It's very important as far as coaching. Uh, you know, listen, they just hired someone to be an assistant defensive coordinator to Rob Ryan. I think the writing might be on the wall. But other than that, pretty much the same. Writing's on the wall. Falcons. Falcons. Kind of sad because I really like Mike Smith, but he was fired after being the head coach for six seasons. The only coach that Matt Ryan has known. So this would be a really interesting transition for him as they did hire Dan Quinn to be the new head coach, who is from the Seattle Seahawks. So straight off the nice. Super Bowl in there. Uh, it's a five-year deal, so, you know, at least they have some time to work together and see what kind of synergy they get. And then in terms of just, you know, stuff in the going-on news, is that, uh, you know, the Falcons have hired Steve Skarnickia, who is directly related to Spygate. I just have to point this out because we've had too many gates going on here. So he was so many part gates. of the video department with the Pats in 2001 to 2004. When they had Spygate, correct? He was then found in scandal yet again when he was working for the Broncos as the video operations director again in the video department. And then uh-huh. under Josh McDaniels, again, we already commented on the Trojan horse sent in to blow up an organization <laughs> along with his friend and then was caught recording the San Francisco game and again got in trouble there with Skarnikia. And just to top it off to full circle, 
He is the son of the longtime Pats defense, sorry, offensive line coach, Dante Scarnecchia. So, and now we got the issue here of the Falcons pumping in crowd noise during the home games. So here we noise have gate. a very well-known person who find himself in scandal as they are already immersed in scandal of Noisegate. It could be a real fun year for the Falcons. I'm excited. It's so good. It's so good. Yep. Love like, it. W- what has to get you not hireable in the NFL? <laughs> Ser- right? What do you need to do? <laughs> it's a great question. It's like, it's like a soap opera. Stay tuned to next Sunday when they too will cheat. <laughs> I just wish my, you know, Mike like... Shanahan could answer that question for us. <laughs> yeah. What makes you unhirable? Hmm. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's so good. Buccaneers. Not a whole lot going on with the Bucks. Um basically they're basically just saying that Doug Martin might end up being a backup running back in twenty fifteen. I think we all saw the right on the wall on that. That's not really a surprise. And the Bucks are dumping off players to stockpile draft picks. This is clearly the plan for the offseason is they're just dumping people, getting picks. There's talks of Vincent Jackson possibly being traded to um, his trade bait to up the ante even more. He did have a thousand plus yard season, so there could actually be a market for him. And he may have great value if he's paired up with an organization that has a solid offense and with a good quarterback. So he could actually be a fantastic steal for you in the draft as he will go pretty low. That's really it. Nice. How about those Seahawks? Well, uh, not a whole lot of news except for the fact that they lost the Super Bowl uh, and they're in mourning, which is too bad. But uh, in more mourning, their defensive coordinator went to Atlanta, so they're going to need to get one of those. But it looks like they're going to promote Chris Richardson, their defensive back coach. By the way, they have pretty good defensive backs, so that'll work out for them. Not bad. Not bad at all. And for the Cardinals, man, wide receiver, superstar, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, he could be released or traded in this offseason. Just makes me sad. Me too. But he's been dealing mm. with quarterback woes for quite some time. I mean. What do you mean? Ryan Lindley. <laughs> Ryan Lindley. But he's been so <laughs> loyal guy. to that organization. You know, in his prime, yeah. he's been loyal. So I'd be so sad to see him dump him off. Yeah, but I hope they dump him off. For his own sake? Somewhere. Yeah, for for yeah. our sake, drafting him in fantasy. Like, because he's that talent. He should be drafted high. He just, just never works out. So I'm just, you know mm-hmm. what, hopefully for fantasy purposes, keep an eye on where he goes because it could be a sneaky pick. People might kind of forget about him after last year. Coaches-wise, wise, Bruce Arians just won the NFL Coach of the Year award. Congrats. Um, Amazing. Chapeau. Chapeau. That is French for hat, for those of you who do not know. <laughs> we, we, you know what? We should get subtitles just for that. Yes. <laughs> sure, just for that. This is a multilingual show. Hat. And, and, and how we pronounce uh, people's names. We probably right. want subtitles right. for that. Yeah. Probably people want to know what we're actually saying. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but bigger news coming out of Arizona is that they lost their defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, to the Jets. So, you know, that... Arizona Cardinals defense won them a lot of those games. So we'll yeah. see. On an, um, They announced on Wednesday that they have stayed in-house and hired outside linebacker coach for the job. So hopefully it stays consistent. They don't mess up a good thing because I love that Cardinal defense. Uh, 49ers. Interestingly enough, Colin Kaepernick's going to train with Kurt Warner over the offseason. 
talk about the odd couple. Very yeah. odd. I just, I, don't <laughs> I hope they videotape that. I know. Maybe that's the new reality show. We're going to take this guy and this guy and put Although them in Although both very religious, so may not be that that's odd. That's true. May not be that odd. That's true. That's true. I just, I, I don't understand their style of play matching up, but maybe yeah. that'll be good for the him. The style of play is a complete disconnect. I have no idea what's going on there. but Which is uh, what's important. Anyway, <laughs> I would think so. It's not usually, um, yeah. you know, off the field. But I was actually speaking on the field. But yes, uh, new head coach Jim Tamsula. He is uh, a promotion from within on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Scott Brown's going to be defensive line coach, and then Tony Sperano is back. You guys, I, I just feel like this is going to be a who's who of of ex head coaches. Eric Mangini is back as the defensive coordinator. It's nuts. And then uh, Steve Logan is going to be the quarterback's coach. Now, this is odd because he worked as a football analyst from 2012 to 2014 on The Fan huh. yeah, radio. And then his last job before that was a running backs coach for Tampa Bay in 2011. And now he's in charge of turning around Colin Kaepernick's career. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. anyway. Okay. Mm. Just, just something to think about in your fantasy team. Rams. I like it. Not much with the Rams, guys. So basically the biggest issue has been they haven't hired um, an out offensive coordinator yet, but it hasn't reported that the quarterback's coach, Frank Signetti, will be named the team's offensive quarter as early as next week. So uh, hopefully that drama, if there ever is any drama that anyone cares about with the Rams, is nearly over. That's really it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. They've got some people to sign this year. Wide receiver Des Bryant and DeMarco Murray. <sighs> but as we said earlier, maybe they're going to let DeMarco Murray go and take AP. Um, <sighs> it, you know, it's the Cowboys. We don't know. We don't know. So I, I think they're definitely going to get Des Bryant signed, done, and get that uh, figured out. But for DeMarco... You know, I don't know. I can't believe that they would let him go after an amazing season. But And they kept saying that he was going to get burned out and that they were, like, running him into the ground. But he didn't slow down. He didn't look like he was slowing down to me at all. Yeah. I know that everyone's going to say, oh, this is a bad sign. I know it's a bad sign. But I certainly don't think it was that bad of a sign. He was rocking it all the way to the end. Even with, like, issues, like, with his, with his injuries, he kept playing. Ugh. Ugh. It's so crazy. Well, and there's not real much uh, changes for the Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, they were the Pro Bowl coaches, which is pretty cool, but I think that's because Michael Irving was the GM of sorts. So a little bit of bias going on there, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, uh, no, nope, it's uh, pretty, pretty much the same in Dallas. Well, the Eagles are supposedly negotiating with Jeremy Macklin, as they should. He was fabulous this season, even with the quarterback woes that just frankly should have derailed his entire performance, but it didn't. He was fabulous. Deshaun um, McCoy is open to restructuring his deal because 2014 happened. And hmm. poor guy. Um, then there are rumors that Nick Foles might be on the trading block and that the Rams are interested. Now, Foles says that he plans on being in Philly. Um Basically, if they don't trade up and get Marcus Mariota in the draft, I think Foles is still going to be there. So I wouldn't get too crazy town with that. And as far as the coaches are concerned, there was some drama um, that they thought that Chip Kelly was getting in trouble. But actually, they just gave him more power. He promoted everybody and now is making managerial decisions. So there's that. That a boy, Chip. That a boy. That's called negotiating. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. <laughs> I bet he threw a PowerPoint together on all the different things that he could do. <laughs> he Here's a news flash. Tom Coughlin has kept his job as head coach hey. for the Giants. Hey, you get to see that angry face yes. on the sidelines yet again. And the owner says that Coughlin has all control over the coaching staff, so if he wants to make changes, he will. Um, Tom Coughlin so- is the NFL equivalent of Betty White, where you always see things like Betty White died today, and then you find out, no, she didn't. Right. Tom Coughlin's being fired. No, he's not. It's just, it's crazy. It's it's bananas. Well, I, 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 th- think I thought you were going to say that he, she, he keeps being on our television. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he, he is. is. And she is. She's still on television. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. So they is both. He. They both yeah. are. Um, in late January, it looked like they weren't going to make any changes for the Giants coaching staff, but they did end up hiring Steve Spagano, Spagulo, as the new uh, defensive coordinator. Um, so that's good. You know, he was the defensive mastermind when the Giants crushed the Patriots' hopes of a perfect season and won the Super Bowl. So that can only be good things Crush. for the Giants. Yeah. I mean, so I'm very excited. Um, you got ODB. You got a better defense. He's... Mm. Still got Eli, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. So he has ODB. Go, go Giants. Go Giants. So the Redskins are never short sure of drama ever. It's my favorite, <laughs> quite honestly. So uh, basically, who they fired was a defensive coordinator, Jim Haslett. They mutually agreed to part ways, if you will. Uh, new hires would be Joe Barry. He's been hired as a defensive coordinator. He was previously the Chargers linebackers coach. And Perry Fuel from the Redskins and join their staff as the defensive backs coach. Um, his last role was defensive coordinator with the Giants. So those are two new additions. We already got some issues, drama with uh, Chris Cooley predicting that RG3 will be the quarterback without any competition. And then didn't say it in a nice way either. I mean, and these hosts were just like, are you kidding me? And then he goes on to say... And I came to this really, really, really logical conclusion. I may not like this conclusion, but I'm going to start to embrace this conclusion. This is what is most likely going to happen with the Washington Redskins next year. Does anyone disagree with me that this is probably most likely? There's no competition. There's no one else to truly compete. So not only did you insult RG3, but you've insulted any other possible quarterback on your league, on your team. <laughs> and then the Redskins sent a letter out to their to the their people, their season ticket holders, saying, Dear Premium Club member, um, the Washington Redskins, thank you for your continued loyalty and support as a Redskins fan of the best in the NFL, and we greatly appreciate your dedication over the years. Head coach Jay Gruden, new general manager, and defensive coordinator Joe Barry will lead a nucleus of Ryan Kerrigan, Deshaun Jackson, plus pro bowlers Trent Williams and Alfred Morris. The Redskins are poised to rebound next season. <gasps> No mention of their quarterback. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! The it's drama real in continues. Washington. It's getting real in the DC. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. It's real, yeah. So it, I'm gonna go back and watch the t- game tape for every game from last season, and I I don't ever I have yet to cover Washington, and I am intrigued because I don't think I understand the depth of I guess how bad he must really be for this to be the case. It's really bad. I think I've kind of ignored them a little bit. Well, yeah, thank God. Wow. I bet. Then you must have had a better season than I did last year. Yeah. 
Because, uh, although it's very entertaining, it's very entertaining. It's kind of like the boat that you just like keep hoping for, and then it and then it drowns, and then you have to, you know, jump ship, and you're like, okay, I'll try for this guy, and then he's awful or gets injured, and then you have, to, and then you go back to your original boat that has holes in the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just lucky to hit land. So, yep. I didn't know that you did boat things. Oh yeah, well, I'm a big <laughs> boater. Big river yeah. all the time, all the time. <laughs> you know when you're when you you're know. in a boat. Yeah, and you, you know, know in our landlocked state, <laughs> boating on the boat. You know, sometimes sometimes you got to plug a hole in a boat, stay afloat. I think that's my favorite <laughs> metaphor yet. You know, the boat that you're in that has holes in it, but you go back. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm full right. of them. Exactly. Not the boat. Well, guys, that ends our show. Thank you so much for listening to her fantasy football Super Bowl wrap-up show. Um, Coaches do matter. Coaches do matter. And again, you guys, we are now part of the Fantasy Sports Network on Blog Talk Radio. We will not be on Stitcher or SoundCloud for a little bit. So I'm sorry if you subscribed to us there. Please come over to iTunes to subscribe to us or to Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football. And make sure you hop over to Her Fantasy Football so you can keep up with us this offseason. Twitter at Her Fantasy FB. We always love chatting with you. And on Facebook backslash Her Fantasy Football. Well, until next time, guys, the Combine's coming up here this month. So we'll have another show soon. We appreciate you. No more faking it.